0: Hi everybody, welcome to Down to Business. I'm Amanda Andrews, Managing Editor of New Hampshire Business Review. And joining me again today is the new editor for New Hampshire Magazine and New Hampshire Business Review, Mike Cody. Good morning. And joining us today, we have wonderful Lisa. Do you wanna introduce yourself? Yeah. Good
1: morning, my name's Lisa King. Uh, My day job, I'm a Senior Account Executive at Cross Insurance, specializing in commercial insurance. With a big focus on tech and life sciences, which brings me to my um, my non-paying job title as chair of Product of the Year for the New Hampshire Tech Alliance. Thank you for having me this morning. Of
0: course. And um, Mike, you have a little history with with this event, so I think let's let's dig into. You know, Product of the Year is not new
1: by any means. How long has it been going on? uh, Product of the Year started in 2006. Um, We are entering our 17th year of awarding uh, innovators in New Hampshire. Um, It started because there was just a need to recognize um, the innovation in our state. There's a lot that goes on that people aren't aware of. They think they have to go to uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts or to Silicon Valley um, or other places, but we are inventing and making really cool, um, innovative things right here in our own state. That is so cool.
2: Yeah, and this is probably my 10th or 11th year of being a judge with this program, um, and what's really cool about it is I'm, I'm the only non-tech, non-business, you know, <laughs> business person in the group, and the last few years, uh, Peter Antoinette's been one of the judges, and his company, Nanocomp, which has since been acquired, was the first winner of the award way back when. Uh, they do very cool products that are used by NASA. And so it's fun to sit around with some really smart people. There's usually somebody from the New Hampshire Finance uh, Authority talking about that aspect of it. Uh, usually some entrepreneurs and the questions get, get pretty high level. And I learn a lot from just being around these people.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: And, and that's actually a good point that you bring up with the judging. We do select five judges can't make it even with four or six, you have to have five. Um, and we pick a judge that represents every, every kind of scene, although you can't have every scene in technology. but um, we have Tom Daly, who um, was the co-founder of Dyne. He is our software judge. Um, Peter Antoinette, as you said, which does manufacturing, um, Adam Jacobs with Sunrise Labs, who is our life science judge obviously. Mike Cody that does all PR and Jeremy Stinenzi with um, the New Hampshire Business Finance Authority. So we have a a bunch of different folks that can listen to the pitches that are coming through and really evaluate them in, in terms of if they are considered for technology and new.
0: When, when the um, innovators are pitching, how is that format? Is it in
1: person? Um, do, is there like an initial yeah. round mm-hmm. of that before? Yeah, well, let me explain um, how this goes because for those of you who are listening that might be interested in applying, you still have a lot of time. So it all first starts by going on to our website. So it's um, New Hampshire or NHTechAlliance.org. If you go under events, you can find product of the year, and everything you need to know about that is there, including an application that you can just click on and fill out online. Um, It's very easy online. I believe it's like 250 words about your product, 250 words about your company, uh, and a few other easy things to fill out. Um, If you're a member of the Tech Alliance, it's free to apply, which is new this year. Um, if you you don't have to be a member of the Alliance to apply. Um, So if you're not a member, there is a small fee of $350 to apply. So um, first, everyone applies. Um, Those are all due by October 2nd. Um, Once we receive all the the applications, um, we do rally up our judges for kind of a first round of um, eligibility. So they look through all the applicants and we're looking for kind of high level, Um, that the companies have to either have a headquarters, a subsidiary or division in New Hampshire. Uh, A lot of times companies innovate in New Hampshire or design, but they might manufacture elsewhere and that's fine. Um, The products have to either be newly released or significantly updated in the last 12 months. And I think when you think of technology, that would apply to any technology company because you're always updating um, your products, um, your software, everything. Um and that really just has to fit the broad category of high technology and or advanced manufacturing. So our judges um, kind of do a closed meeting where they look through all of those applicants and they will pick up to potentially ten that they want to uh, invite back. Um, those folks that are invited back have twenty five minutes to present to our judges. that includes setup time, takedown time, and questions and we We do them back to back, so it's like it's a very fun day. This is actually one of my favorite days because this is where it gets super techy. Because Mm. um, this is where the presenters can, you know, a product might not sound new to you, like a smart dog collar. You might say, oh, they're on the market everywhere. But when you hear what they're really doing and why it's different than all the other dog collars, um, then you realize why it's so innovative. So they they speak the language that the judges speak. And after that meeting, the judges then deliberate and they pick the top five that they want to be our finalists. So there is a process there. Once you are in the top five, um, it just keeps getting more fun and more fun. (laughs) They are invited back for, we call it pitch camp, but it might really be like an orientation as to what the final um, award show will be like. We have the SBDC listen to their pitches. They can only talk for seven minutes at this point. And at this point, they're, I wouldn't say dumbing it down, but they're making it more audience-appropriate for the general viewers to Mm -hmm. understand. So it's maybe not as techy and technical as it was in the last, uh, but it's more so the general public can understand what they're making and what they're doing and how they're innovating. Um, And we do give them critical feedback um, at, at the pitch camp through the SBDC just to refine it so that when our viewers watch it, it's... It's a well-oiled machine. Um, it's a fun process. Like I, I enjoy every aspect of it because I just see these companies transition their presentations and what they're doing to the final show, um, and then the show, the actual event. Anyone can attend. Um, it's December sixth this year, and this event um, can appease to everyone because it's actually there's a virtual component. So if you can't leave your house or office. Um, you can actually watch it live from 3 to 4 p.m. Um, on December 6. There's also a live party. If you want that in-person networking across the street from where we film, so we film at Events United, um, their studio lab there in Derry, across the street is Tupelo Music Hall. Mm. They have a big screen up, so they're watching it live as we're filming. Um, and that we actually start that program at 2.30 for networking. Then they watch the program from three to four. And then when we're done filming, all of the finalists walk across the street and then network like we did back in the good old days. So it's really a, a best of both worlds. So you, you have the hybrid um, and then the actual in-person networking. And um, at the actual event, this is where it's very refined. You have um, They have seven minutes. There's no question and answer. It's just to the audience. Um, everyone can participate to vote, which is fun. It kind of reminds me of American Idol. Um, <laughs> I love when you used to call in. <laughs> yeah, you're calling in. Um, you know, we did have a Simon Cowell at one point. that um, <laughs> did pitch camp, so it's really fun. Um, you get to, to participate in the vote. The audience does. Um, and you never know who's going to vote and, and who the winner's going to be. The The judges, actually, I forgot to mention, they do vote. In advance, um, so their their votes fifty percent of the audience vote, and then we combine them. But it doesn't always go the way the judges vote. Yeah, um, there can be a big up yeah. you know, big upset um, at the end. But it's fun to see. We award them live um, they, right there. Um, it's very interactive in, in that sense. I'd
2: say over the years, is occasional upset, but it usually might be the judges' number two pick becomes the number one. And what I what I found uh, over the years, even though we're all from various disciplines, I mean, I'm just a you know a journalist. We usually pretty quickly come up with the top five fairly quickly, and you know we go around the room and decide what's your top one. Which ones do you want to knock out? It happens relatively fast um, because we've all sat there and listened to these people. And and one of the interesting things too is that. Sometimes there might be a company whose application we were kind of on the fence about, didn't, didn't really think the technology was that interesting, but okay, we'll have them come in and, and give a pitch. And then they become one of the contenders because we didn't really realize what they were. Maybe mm. their application didn't describe it, didn't describe the impact of what their product is.
1: Yeah, it is neat. Um, and that's really important aspect of having them come in because you're talking about, and no offense to the engineers and <laughs> super techie people out there, but on the application you might not really understand what they're doing it's so technical and when they come in and present it, the product might look so simple but when they explain this problem that you didn't even know was around and then how they're solving it it just changes like your view on what they're doing and how they're making a difference so it's it's really interesting to see um, you know all the innovation that's that's coming out of New Hampshire and then It's fun when you're traveling and you see these products in other countries. Exactly.
0: That was in They grew that much.
2: (laughs) You mentioned that the dog collar, electronic dog collar, and over the last several years, we've had two companies who are finalists for electronic dog collar virtual fence kind of system, and we had two companies who had technology that helped improve breast cancer detection, and both of those companies were winners. I right, care. Yeah. Surgical was the last
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any other winners that um, of the, in the past that you could share with us? I'm just trying to get an idea of what are the what are the winning the yeah. winning products that we've had in the past couple of years. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'll speak about uh, our our last winner, micros manufacturing. Um, and again, that's like a a perfect example of you see this application come through and you, and and the name of their product was something that you would never tu three chip tester. All right, you're like, all right, what is this? When they came in and explained, I guess everyone can understand um, semiconductors right now and chips and how important they are when they go to buy their car and they can't Mm -hmm. get their car because there's no chips, there's a chip shortage. Uh, They're really only manufactured in one country. Um, So what this company is doing right here in Claremont, New Hampshire, they make um, a test head that tests the the chips. They have to be tested under really high intense um, heat um, and these chips go in everything. They're in your Peloton, they're in your laptop, they're mm-hmm. in your car. Um, so there was one, I think there was one, there's a few companies that test, but a lot of them were failing the chips and it wasn't anything really to do with the chip, but the tester wasn't right. So if the chip fails, they have to trash it and start over and that was part of the delay of all the chips. Yep. So they came out with the TU3 chip tester right here in Claremont. and the chips weren't failing, they were passing, they were able to get those chips um, to where they needed. And I think the re- the audience could resonate with, I really want my car, yeah. I really want <laughs> my stuff. Um, and they've, you know, I've talked to them since winning. I know winning product of the airs really helped them boost um, hiring employees. They can show what they're making, they can show the video. The video is really indefinite, they can, it's online on our YouTube channel. Um, they're, uh, they're, they've they're had a ton of publicity um, and it's helped to bolster their connections with businesses and communities at both the state and federal levels. So they're looking at new iterations of their product with other major clients, domestic and international. So um, winning product of the year has been a really uh, nice bonus for them. Um, other winners in the past, um, was it Karen Surgical? They, that, that was a very neat company that and a lot, a lot of people could resonate with this company, with breast cancer. I think if you talk to anyone, um, at least one person you know has either gone through it or knows someone who's gone through breast cancer. And as you know, if there's a tumor, the surgeons have to go in, remove what they think that where the tumor is, and then they check for margins. And then mm-hmm. a lot of times they have to go back. And you don't want to get that call saying, oh, we missed the margin. we got to go back. So what they had come up with is basically a 3D print, custom print of, of the breast to find and where the tumor is. And they have like an MRI visualization for the surgeons to help locate the size of the tumor. Um, it's basically comes delivered to the surgeon in a box, a 3d print. They can put it on the patient right before the surgery, locate exactly where it is. And it reduces, um, in almost every case having to go back for the margins. Wow. So that, that's incredible. Again, right out of New Hampshire, um, for all you folks that have dogs, um, spot on technology. Um, they made the virtual smart fence um, for the dogs, and they uh, everyone could resonate with dogs and pets and how to keep your dog safe. And again, like that was a product that you see many iterations of from other companies. Mm-hmm. But you know their particular technology and satellite positioning for really real time. I guess the the issue there is. You know if your dog gets lost and you're like seconds behind on the gps you go to find your dog and it's not there they have five i believe it was five at the time satellites pointing real time where your dog is and there was a lot of other really awesome features um and then there was a product i know i think it was in 2016 wilcox industries this was pre-filming in our events um, lab but they had um basically a respirator um, backpack that was used for like military and first responders and hazmat handlers to keep them safe. Um, their their event was at the Manchester Country Club and they, had, they actually had military people dressed with wow, yeah, weaponry, yeah. vision goggles. They had a fog machine. It was a really interesting <laughs> presentation, but um, a lot of companies over the years. So I could go on and on, but they're all that's amazing they yeah. amazing when
2: you mentioned uh, spot on virtual fence smart fence they came back a couple of years later because they had done a new iteration of it and it's you know some of these companies might win and have a great technology but then you know, going in the marketplace uh, they learn things and um, they were a finalist last year or the year before because they were they had made, made, basically made some improvements mm. and they realized what, what their customers wanted so they refined the product further to, to make it work and, and are manufacturing it. it's a you know, it's a a kind of product you can use on your on your phone. And if you take that, uh, if you have a camp up north or something, you could set up a portable fence wherever you go for your dog, which you know has super super big consumer applications.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's actually a good point you bring up about applying again and again. A lot of these applicants have they apply each year. at The same companies we see coming through. Um, and I always encourage companies to keep applying. If they didn't win one year or make it as a finalist, keep trying. Um, we've seen Waypoint Robotics has been a finalist twice. They make um, basically an, an autonomous mobile robot to help and assist with manufacturing. And uh, whenever they present, it's pretty cool because it comes in a big, this robot is pretty big. It comes in a crate, and they have like, it looks like a joystick, like an Atari <laughs> oh my thing. And they're like, driving it out of it uncrates itself and it drives it in and then they can set up waypoints so it knows where to go and not go and they're telling it what to do and it really helps like they would show like you know people working in manufacturing lines that they have to pick up a huge engine to do whatever intricate thing that they need to do and by having this robot kind of move it along so they don't have to pick it up um, reduces workers comp occupational injury which I'm a fan of hearing being in the insurance industry, uh, but they were just and it just made the process of manufacturing a lot easier. So that is so
2: cool. Um, and like the fan, like uh, spawn on, one of their big selling points was it's fairly easy for someone to program it once it comes out of the box and set up the parameters and it just goes here, picks up that pallet. Yep. And, yeah. And all the ease of use, right? That's what so much of technology is. You have a good. Technology. How easy is it to be applied by just people who aren't scientists? Exactly.
0: And what I love is that not only are we helping innovators create their product or enhance it or refine it, if they become I don't want to say big enough, but there's more opportunity for them to get workers. And right now, that's quite kind of a big deal. Is you know with our workforce development kind of needing a boost, having having a hand in helping someone create something. That they can bring to market and employ some more people, keep it. I like that it's local. You know, you know, you're emphasizing New Hampshire's innovation, which I think is super impressive. So yeah, I love it.
1: What's neat, I would say, what I love about Product of the Year, when we have our five finalists, I, in my mind, they're all winners because they're not really competing against each other. They're making something totally different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Yes, we do award one, but they each get seven minutes. They each get the same platform. They each get a ton of publicity. So for all of our finalists, I think just even being on this, this process and journey of product of the year is really beneficial. Um, one of the products that was one of our finalists, I use it all the time. It was a Contour Designs high-tech roller mouse. I'm obsessed with it. They say, I think you work 15% um, faster They gave me one. Uh, They gave me one, and and actually, I I have two offices now. I had to buy another one because I'm like, I cannot (laughs) use a regular mouse. You do work faster and smarter, and thank God for product of the year because I don't think I would have known about this product, Mm -hmm. but it has changed my life. They didn't win, but in my mind, they won because I'm working more efficiently. There you go.
0: (laughs) I love it. Now, what? There's this can't be easy to put together what's what's your like what are the aspects that you're looking at or what do even how long is your beginning to end planning stage i mean does it take months is it yeah what's the process like
1: all right so new hampshire tech alliance has two full-time employees and that's it um basically this program is run by a committee of volunteers and um we we can't do this without our committee we start usually in february and we run to, up until the event we meet once a month Um, To be on the committee, I'll just back up, you have to be a member, or your company has to be a member of the New Hampshire Tech Alliance. Once you're a member, you can participate in any of the committees, any of the the programs that the Alliance has, so I highly encourage anyone who's listening that if your company is a member of the Alliance, get involved, because I will say it's a lot of fun. We have a really fun committee. Um, I have a a number of folks, D. Cleary at Sunrise Labs. David Lanzillo at Robbins Farley, Jill Dinsmore at Sertronics, William O'Sullivan at She SheInfini, uh, Ryan Warren at Barry Dunn, Christine Ledoux at Primary Bank, Megan Lustig at Alexander Technology Group, um, Adam Rogers at First Light, and Peter uh, Gustin at Sea Science Center. So those are our committee members. Wow. We meet once a month, and we, we actually have a lot of fun. We, we do a road show every month. We go to someone else's office. They buy lunch for everyone. We meet for one hour. Um, and we brainstorm a lot of it's word of mouth a lot of companies don't even know about this award or how to apply Um, so just spreading the word calling companies that's always a fun conversation like if I call someone to talk about insurance they usually aren't excited if I call and say like hey I read about your product I think you should apply it's a way more fun conversation they're excited we're excited um, and then they apply it's it's a good day so um, we just, we brainstorm about companies who we should call. Um, if we've called your company, um, that's why we're, we're calling, it's <laughs> real. Um, but a lot of it is just word of mouth. Um, we, uh, we have to get sponsors. This is an expensive program to put on. I it's can not cheap now that pre-COVID, we just, we did at the Manchester Country Club, we'd get 200, maybe 300 people at most to show. And it was kind of like a one and done. It was fun, it was great networking. But since COVID, um, we we wanted to still recognize these companies and we started you know, using Events um, United and they've been very generous um, to us, but there's still an expense yeah. um, to, to put on such a professional production. And the first year we did it, we had 5,000 viewers and we thought, wow, we, we really can't go back from this now that <laughs> we have this momentum. And it's so awesome to have that platform for not only our presenters, like they're live. We had people come looking in from Dubai, from California, from New Hampshire, we have all the metrics of, you know, there were a lot of other states watching, um, which has been awesome. Like we had one of our presenters said, oh, a customer in Dubai just saw this presentation and called to congratulate us. Wow. Um, So giving them that stage, it's really a global stage at this point um, to present and then for our sponsors, like our sponsors have their logo up there mm-hmm. and that's really indefinite. It's not just on a poster nope. at an event and then everyone leaves and you kind of forget about it. It's up there. Dartmouth-Hitchcock has a great big banner if you go on our website and look at the last the last iteration. Um, I hope they're happy with that sponsorship <laughs> um, and getting the biggest bang for their buck. Um, but. There's a lot, we, we have to secure sponsors to help fund it. Um, so if you're a company listening, we still have sponsorship opportunities and would love to get your logo up there. There's different sponsorship levels where people can actually present the next presenter and talk about what their company's doing, which has been really fun. Uh, there is a lot of work that goes in, but it couldn't be done without the committee, without the two employees, um, Julie and Stephanie at um, the Tech Alliance, and without the funding of our sponsors. So. There's
2: a
0: lot that's involved. That's
2: awesome. Talking about the value to the companies from winning the award and getting the publicity, maybe helping with workforce. Well, we talked a little bit about this, but during the event during the, the, the judging process itself, companies will come and present and you know after they leave somebody might say, Well, they have fantastic technology, they need to go to the pitch boot camp and learn how to sell it better. Yeah. Because sometimes there are people in that room who are like Peter Antoinette who is super sharp. And Tom Daly, who understand the technology as well, or if even better, maybe the people presenting, saying, if you just explain it and say what it does, for example, Karen surgical surgical, what your product does is it helps surgeons, you know, pinpoint where a tumor is. I mean, those guys did a great presentation. But those types of things, sometimes they have this great technology. And they're so immersed in the technology, they can't break it down to what's the one thing that it does that we need to care about.
0: Yeah, say it in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, so, so these
2: companies, whether they win or not, or become the, the number one, they get to learn how to, to market and sell their product better.
0: Yeah. So you can't, you can't lose here, at mm-hmm. least in my eyes. None of the companies involved, nobody.
1: You can't lose. Even applying, even if you don't make it as, a, we call them semi-finalists when you're going in for the 30-minute presentation just to the judges... Getting your product in front of the judges, again, like, Mike, you've seen some applicants come through, like, I actually want to write about them, you know, they didn't Mm -hmm. make it to the next level, but I want to reach out, this is cool. We've actually connected companies that have applied, and we'll learn about what one company does and what the other, another company A does and company B does, and we're like, oh my gosh, you guys should talk together. I think there's synergy. We actually brought two companies together in that situation where they were able to do business together. So there's no harm in applying, um, it could only help. Um, and I would say the process is really fun. We do get to bond with our finalists. We're, we're with them many times. Um, and I would say it's kind of like a marathon. When you get to the event, it's like the marathon day where you're really celebrating all your hard work, yeah. and it's fun. you know, Whether you win or not, you're still getting a seven-minute platform, the recognition, the write-ups. Um, That's and, so cool. Yeah.
0: Well, that's I cannot wait to see what pans out for this year. I'm, I think it's going to be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so applications are already coming. We're already receiving applicants. Um, again, for those of you that are listening, that are interested in applying, you need to go on to the, the nhtechalliance.org website, find product of the year under events. Everything you need to know is on there. It talks about the day of the event. Um, the applications there, there's sponsorship opportunities there. You can actually watch the last two years if you want to get an idea of, like, what would this be like. Um, I encourage you to apply. If you're not a techie and you don't have a product, you can still participate by watching it live on December 6th um, from 3 to 4. Or attending at Tupelo Music Hall from 2.30 to 5.30 for that live in-person feeling um, so those tickets will go on sale closer to the event. We're a little too early on that. <laughs> uh, but there's lots of ways. And then if you're a member, your company's a member of the Alliance, you can still be involved by joining any of the, the committees. I am biased. My <laughs> committee is the most fun. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> we take a lot of selfies, uh, oh, and that's we post fun. them. You can follow me on LinkedIn. I post about the journey uh, of product of the year because um, it's just it's a lot of fun. My non-paid job is a lot of fun. And the the
2: judges always get fed well. (laughs)
1: Yes. That's important. They do. They do. Well, well, thank
0: you, Lisa. This has been very in- insightful, and I-, I hope many companies apply for this year, and it'll be just another fun iteration. So
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, this is my very first podcast. so Is it? Thank you for bringing that in for me. <laughs> and you're the
2: very first guest that I've recruited to come in, so thanks for doing this, Lisa. <laughs> All right.
0: Thank you, Mike. And for everybody listening, be well.